This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, what a good goal! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Touch to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! Well, you wanted more entertainment and boy, oh boy, did we get it. Wrexham 5, Swindon Town 5, Town's two-goal lead surrendered in injury time, having been 4-1 up at one point. There are positives, there are negatives, and here to dissect is Terry. Hello, Terry. Hello, Rich. Or should I say howdy to our fake American listeners who have decided to follow Wrexham after watching a rubbish TV show last year. Oh, I gave uh, you permission to do this, Terry, and he's gone straight <laughs> in. Dion. Oh, man, I've got so many issues with this. Um, <laughs> and I really wanted us to, to not concede two goals in the last three minutes so I could get on my pedestal or soapbox and tell you about all my issues with it. And I just feel like I've been robbed of that opportunity because now anything I say that is even remotely negative about two American Hollywood stars buying a football club and using it as a TV set um, just comes across as sour grapes. And it's not. My opinion hasn't changed because the result. No. um, I think the Swindon listenership wants that rant. Um, I think our one-off listenership of uh, (laughs) Wrexham fans don't want to hear it again but you've been recovering from barbecue duties today haven't you so so you know you're going to be a little angsty a little angsty a little um uh sort of already hung over from my 
social anxiety triggered over drinking um you, they, you, there's that weird phase when you day drink where you get hungover before you go to bed it just always feels a bit weird doesn't it i mean you don't rich as a as a almost completely teetotal gentleman you don't really get this but trust mm. me it, it's a thing no, yeah, I'm not teetotal, but I certainly don't day drink. Um, or I don't, I don't know, other than match day, I don't think I ever have. But that, that you know, there's no major there reason for that. But hey, if we can't do our own globally successful documentary series, then we might as well worm our way into another club's effort exactly. for one episode. <laughs> how, how is that deal with ABC Australia going? <laughs> yeah, Paramount Australia in the mud right now, aren't they? <laughs> Um, in in the last presser, I think I said something on the lines of that I think there's going to be a lot more goals this season. And I, I did some very quick tallying over the last three opening four week match weeks of the season. And it, it, what it seems to be the case, 2021, uh, 101 goals scored across the first four match weeks in League Two. In 2022, 107. In 2023, 144. And we have to consider the fact that they played one, well, there's been one less game, but we all know Town would have won that 3-2 given poor old Colchester's start of the season. Seems to be a big increase and it can't all be Wrexham. I think, um, so what do you think it is, Rich? Is it a um, just longer games, right? So goals goals have increased by 30%. Time ball, time ball is in play has increased by, I don't know, similar amount? I mean, the 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 unlimited stoppage time until Wrexham got an equaliser was a weird take. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe, maybe it's that, maybe it's, um, it's just, it just feels a bit like silly season. I, I com- completely uh, unrelated. It just really annoys me that the transfer window doesn't close before the start of the season. Like oh, we, just, we, just, just make that happen. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We, we've had um, that conversation historically. Yeah. 100%. And it just, it just feels everything, everything for the first five or six games just feels so transient and random. Um, and, and, and nothing was more random than yesterday, which after I think I've been through the seven stages of grief, having lost um, two points in, in the last four minutes. And and I've come through it over the last 24 hours, and I've basically ended up chalking this one up as one of those mental days, just get over it. <laughs> um, which probably doesn't bode well at the start of a podcast where we're going to dive deeply into every every sort of blow, but there you go. I think that the term deeply is going to do some heavy lifting. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, vibes. It's all about the vibes. <laughs> oh, it really is. Yeah. Um, an odd day at the office. Um, we'll start with the usual stuff, the, uh, the lineup. Uh, Mahoney in goal, usual back three, as it is at the moment of uh, Godwin Malife, Bruitt and Blake Tracy. Uh, McEachran and Khan just ahead with Hutton and Genesini keeping his place. And the, on the left with Kemp, attacking midfielder with Young and Austin up top. Later, we would see Ben Ward come on and Liam Kinsella, but still no minutes for Tarek Uwakwe and nothing for Jake Wakeman this week, Jake Kane or Harrison Minton. We've been playing well, Terry. Nobody's saying that. We've there are there are pros, there are negatives across the three games. But keeping this this side fit and healthy until January, oh, it feels it feels like a tough ask. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose sort of providing everybody the um the too long didn't read. Um of this podcast is it basically all boils down to the lack of willingness to invest in three or four more first team players will be what stops this squad achieving anything fun this season. We we are, we've got 14, 15, 
super capable first team players, but when you're up against squads of 18, 19, 20, as we were on Saturday, we we just can't compete. And I think ultimately that's that's the thing that's gonna that's gonna be our undoing this year. And look, we're only three games in. I can't really talk of any sort of solid predictions, but that's my gut instinct. My gut, you know, there just there just isn't enough hmm. meat on the bones when you, when you look at that bench and and you think like. You know what? In in any scenario, if you've got someone who can come on and and change the game in whichever direction you want, and, and ultimately Wrexham had that, and we didn't. And I think I think that was really really telling. Like I said, you can queue up, you can chalk yesterday up to predominantly just one of those mental games that happen once in a generation, and that's fine. But also, if we'd have had a, two or three more bodies, a bit more depth, I think I think you'd expect to see it out a bit more comfortably than we did. I think um, so. I yeah. think so. Um, yeah, we, we flat refused as a collective, and I don't think anybody differed in opinion that we refused to predict this season. We always do a prediction, season predictions episode. And this time I got everyone to sort of fill out a, a questionnaire and we're going to sort of look back at it at the end of the season and have, have a laugh. But it, it just seems more than ever this season. Maybe it's a Swindon thing. Maybe it is a broader uh, EFL thing it just seems so redundant and pointless because anything can happen until September it just seems crazy doesn't it just up and down the leagues like you know I'm just trying to think sort of plucks some examples from my head like even Crawley right they, they lost they lost at home to Gillingham on on uh, the weekend and, and I think Jills will be right up there this year but you know they've had a really randomly good start to the season and and up and down the leagues you just it's just there's so there's so much movement still to happen, and I, I was listening with interest to um to the Southampton manager after they nicked a last minute winner at Plymouth, and he was saying like you know half of his starting eleven don't know where they're going to be playing football in two weeks, uh, and it, it it just feels like the first six games you just you just might as well just chuck in a random number generator and see what points you get back, and then you wake up on the morning of September the first or September the second or whatever it is, and then you think oh right okay cool that's what we're working with and like. You know, play this out. There, there is. We, we've all been around for enough of enough transfer windows over the last five years to know how this plays out with our club, especially given all the shenanigans going on behind the scenes. There yeah. is as much chance of us waking up the morning after the transfer window, having sold Romeo Hutton and Russian Hepburn Murphy, as there is of us signing Andy Carroll and Harley Dean. Do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it it's it could literally anything could happen, and and. That will shape the last thirty-nine games of the season. But three points. I was trying to. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Those two points we threw away against Crew, or the two points we threw away against Wrexham, they're worth the same as two points you win in March. Yeah. Right. They're not like you know. They're not. These aren't friendlies. You don't. You don't get like double points in March and April. I mean, sure, maybe record that and send it to the FL because it might be quite cool to do that. But like. That these are all the all the points are the same, and it just feels like the first five or six weeks are so just all over the place and random. Um, so yeah, who knows? Who knows where we'll end up? But but the the one thing that we know is super clear is this side is missing a ginormous competitive centre half, a ginormous competitive centre midfielder, and somebody who can replace Charlie Austin on sixty minutes because he cannot play ninety minutes. Uh, and and Troy Deeney obviously was. One name that was rumoured to, to and who would have been perfect to that he's he's gone to our friends up up the hill but you know that we need somebody who in the similar mould 
who we can rotate with Charlie. And if we get that and a decent centre half and hopefully a decent holding midfielder, I think I think we've got a really, really good chance this year. But flip side of that, if we don't, I think we're going to be a lot of fun, but I don't think we're going to compete much. I can't get over the the thought that you pretty much described the EFL season in August, like the uh, ITV show Gladiators, where you're just accumulating time so you can get a head start from <laughs> September onwards. Yeah, that's basically what it is, right? It's like it's like Gladiators, are you ready? Like Stevenage, you will go on my first whistle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, Wigan, you'll go on my you'll, you'll go on a really you'll go on my last whistle because you're you're a minus eight. Um, <laughs> it's just like all the other clubs will go on my middle whistle, and it's like. It's just so weird, isn't it? It is, it is weird. It is weird. Yeah, yeah. In terms of this game, then, let's go. Because at full time and going into injury time, I was probably the most chipper of the lot. I was just like, this is your once in a generation. This is what we go to football games for. This is this is the one we always we sit down or stand up in a way end or a home end and we go... God, I could do with a five-five today, you know. You were uh, sending Danny Ruckass memes, weren't you? Exactly. I was <laughs> like, like yeah. football is life, you know. Football this, is life. Yeah. It, and uh, you know, I think you know, we're not going to say Honor was the 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 the, the, the glummest being that she was there, but um, she she didn't share my opinion. I don't think in, in her responses, but oh, it's just in, in you know in. As long as it's not all the blooming time, I don't even know even then. Um, and we're not always the ones conceding two goals late on. Oh, I'm all for it. More goals in football, please. Um, and then we'll have our own Swin Disney Plus channel. But uh, um, absolutely crazy game. But what shouldn't be ignored was a magnificent first half for Swindon. Yeah, the the, the first half, I mean, was was absolutely fantastic. And you know, we could have been, we could have been even even further ahead. But Wrexham Wrexham have had a very strange start to the season. Um, it's, it's almost as if it's scripted, and it it. But to be to be so far out of sight at half time was a sort of combination of really 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 good play, a little bit of fortune because I don't think they were three goals worse than us, and ultimately some absolutely lethal finishing and some and some lethal attacking. Attacking combinations and um, yeah, they, they, we sort of blitzed them, didn't we? You know, after they after they got one back, pegged us back a little bit. It was I think it was four goals in seven minutes, including their goal. Um, and we just looked like scoring every single time, um, which I guess should be expected when you play a YouTuber in goal. But <laughs> so what it's coming um... down to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it, it's um. We just looked like scoring every single time we went forward, but we also looked super open at the back. And um, you know, maybe maybe this is the time to segue on a little bit of um of Michael Flynn chat. And I don't think I'm ready to eat humble pie yet, but I've got it in my delivery basket, and I'm 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 ready to hit order because Rich, I don't know whether I ever want a mic with this, but we, we've certainly sort of chatted about it a lot off mic. When when he got appointed, I was sort of very um. I was like, what's the, what's the word? Nonplussed. Like, mm-hmm. who? Like, who cares? At this point, like, it was just like it was a super middle of the road league two appointment for what ultimately is a super middle of the road league two club, and that that's what we that in my mind that's what we have become, really, really sadly. You know, he did he did really well at New, Newport, but his whole shtick at Newport was I play in front of two and a half thousand Larry 
Welsh lads on a on a ploughed field. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, and we'll just we'll just long throw you to death. And then you know he got he got his move to Walsall, and it it just really didn't play out particularly impressively. So um, for him to come in and look, we could be sat here. We are sat here on five points. We could be sat here on two. We could be sat here on nine. Yeah. I don't think that's super relevant yet. But for him to come in and build a team that is playing so expressively and so positively and so against the sort of general vibe of Michael Flynn in certainly my perception over the last over the last three years, I think is really, really interesting. And as we, you know, we were chatting Saturday, my biggest, biggest, biggest ag last year was that our both of our sort of full-time managers that we had last year made our made the squad less than the sum of their parts and great managers make their teams more than the sum of their parts. And I think our squad is actually really limited this year, certainly in depth and Michael Flynn early days, but Michael Flynn seems to be getting more out of them than, than they would suggest on paper. And I think, I think that's a really, really positive side. Yeah, I agree. Um, I wouldn't say I fully agreed with your reaction at the time. I think most of us were like, yep. Okay. Given, all things this this feels right and then he did a good job uh, on the last day of the season sort of saying the right things and I think what 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 I'm seeing is that he's made good progress with individuals he's making decent progress tactically but there are still things that make me shout give him the tools and imagine what he can do with this side yeah. because because yeah. I do I, this is where you know people if you didn't support Swindon would roll their eyes but with with Michael Flynn, I do think Swindon could be like he he will be looking at this go. This could be the best job I ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's do it, and and I want that motivation from from a manager, you know. Um, and I, I think and I loved how annoyed he clearly was at at full time. Um, in the all the post match interviews that he did, you know, he wasn't like what a game football is life. He was like you you don't surrender two goals at full time. So. I, I think I'm very optimistic about about Michael Flynn at the moment. Yeah, and I think I think the the area of the pitch that sums your your um, description up there most is that he's a three centre half. You know, I sort of look at um, uh, Blake Tracy and Goblin Malik as being sort of they are so much fun to watch, especially Goblin Malik. Bearing in mind these are centre halves, you know, I, they are probably the most progressive interesting creative uh center backs that, that i've seen in the shirt for a long time and look, I'm, this is not the tom Bruitt hunting show despite some people suggesting it might be but if, if you had a solid unit of a center half in between those two guys i think would be i think that back three would be one of the best in the best in the division um, now that's that's not knocking Bruit. That's not knocking anybody apart from the fact that we we know we're a big centre half short in this squad. In the same way that there were times yesterday where we had a lot of control, and there were times where we where we lacked control. And when we lack control, we need a screen, and we don't have one. We do not have a, a an aggressive physical centre uh, defense, uh, defense defensive centre midfielder. We don't have it, yeah. and we don't have someone to bring on for Charlie Austin with thirty to go. Go and yeah. get those three players, and this tactical optim- optimism that we, you know, the optimism we have around everything that Finn's trying to do, suddenly become, I think, will become real. I think it will start delivering. Um, it, it just feels like we're slightly undercooked, 
And and, and, is, and hasn't and that been the case? Hasn't that been the case so often with Swindon that we just feel like we've we've got so many of the ingredients, but we're missing the the, the one that's going to make us go global. You know, <laughs> so we've got we've got everything, but X Y Z. It always seems the case. Yeah, but, oh. yeah, yeah. It, it, it always seems to be one thing. I think I think for the first time in quite a few seasons this year, it feels super obvious because I think Michael Flynn right now is is super impressive. I think he's really impressing me. Yeah. Um and lots of the players individually are playing outstanding. I just think structurally we are two or three short depth wise and and those guys there's two or three that were short need to be first team quality. They need to be experienced. They need to know how to get out of this league. And if we do that, we've got a great great chance of doing something really fun this year. My instinct is we won't do that and we'll just end up sort of in that 10th to 15th, have some great months, have some really bad months, all dependent on player availability. And that would be really sad, um, I think, for, for Flynn, because I think he's, as you said, I think he he understands the potential. He understands the feeling of this club is higher than any club he's ever been at. Um, yeah. But I don't know whether he's going to get given all the tools that he needs to do to compete. Oh, well, we did compete. This weekend, so let's let's talk about the first two goals. They came within 10 minutes of each other. 17th minute, great patient build-up play resulting in Charlie Austin heading across to the box where Jake Young was, who headed home via Ben Toza's head. Um, and then we scored again after 27 minutes when Charlie Austin uh, did what I want Charlie Austin to always do because it's what he does best, sneaking ahead of Wrexham's William Boyle to flick the ball past Ben Foster, we've all been waiting. Nobody questions Charlie Austin's ability. We just wanted that goal to happen. Uh, he's got it, and hopefully that that is the first of many. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, nice little finish, exactly where he should be. I think his all-round game, actually, this year has been way better than it was the back end of last season, Rich. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. but Agreed. Yeah, and he's just been, just been missing the goal. I think he's on... Is he on three assists or four assists for the season? His assist for the set, the first goal was outstanding, you know. Um, to show that sort of, you know, that athleticism at 33, 32, however old he is, to, to get that, get on the end of that deep cross and and then the awareness to put it back onto Jake Young's head rather than try and go for goal, I think was outstanding. And his game, as I said, all-round game last the last three or four weeks has been better than it was back in the last season. So... Um, he really, really deserved that goal and, and he, he needed a bit of a break and I'm glad he got it and hopefully he'll kick on now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wrexham pulled one back on 29 minutes. Uh, red flag number one, Jake Bickerstaff got the best of Fraser Blake Tracy, but Romeo Hutton is nearby and could probably just leather it, put <laughs> put his boot through the ball and the player, but he doesn't. It's all very soft and Bickerstaff finishes off a decent solo goal by rifling past Mahoney to score his first EFL goal but and we will sort of discuss that goal if you want to but a couple of minutes later um, we scored again a good advantage by the referee as town get forward simple pass by Jake Young and Dan Kemp placed the ball from distance into the net splendid 3-1 nothing can go wrong now <laughs> nothing what could possibly go wrong um, just on the Romeo Hutton goal, um, point their first goal I think I think it was Connor who 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 we were chatting to on Saturday, who sort of is pushing this angle more than anything. And I, I'm in completely in agreement now that I'm I just don't want to talk about Romeo Hutton not being a good defender anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really boring. Like we know we know he's not a good defender. He he's knows. a cheat. 
He knows, right? He's a cheat code at this level at right wing back going forward. So if you want to bin him off or log him to Peterborough for uh, for two tracksuits and half a bag of balls, then great. If you want to go on social and slag him off because he can't defend, great. I would much rather, especially playing the, the shape we currently are, have him in the team than not in the team. Because if you get him even remotely capable of defending, he's a championship footballer. He's not playing for us. You know? So enjoy him. Enjoy him while he's here. Yes, it is annoying and frustrating when he does silly things defensively. But his output, his, it, it, you know, it, it's so massively net positive, his influence on our side. Um, and I just think he just, he just has a bit more respect. Yeah, again, listeners will be saying this. Well, you say this about Hutton, but you're gonna you go in on Tom Bruin Brewer every week. But we're gonna give him some we're gonna give him some uh, praise in a few moments. But it, it, I think it, I gave him some exactly, praise exactly, which is where we're, we're gonna get to that, and then blame you for the kiss of death. Yes, but yes, yes. Oh. 30, Thirty-four minutes, terrible stuff from Wrexham as Barnett gives the ball away to Blake Tracy. He loops the ball over Andrew Cannon, releasing George McEachran. He has a heavy first touch um, and it allows Ben Toza to put a tackle in. But hey, sometimes it works in our favour because it kind of ricochets, fortunately, to Jake Young, who makes no mistake. And suddenly, lovingly, bizarrely, it's 4-1 town. And now Young has scored more EFL goals in August 2023 than he did throughout the entirety of last season playing for Bradford and Barrow. It's It's been a promising start for Jake Young, but I'm not translating goals into meaning he's been brilliant because I have seen him a couple of times and he does disappear. But when he is on it, very exciting. Yeah, he um he had such an interesting first half because it's just like every time the ball fell to him, he did something amazing. But the ball really didn't fall to him that often. I think... I think it'd be really interesting to see how it plays out from here with with Jay Young. And also, you know, do you look at him as a striker? Do you look at him as a 10? Does it matter if he's not involved, if every time the ball falls to me, create something? I I, I really can't, I, I, you know, who knows how it will play out with him. But, you know, right now, he must be absolutely loving life. And and on Saturday, it's, you know, two assists, two goals, the second of which is so fortuitous. But you've still got to stick it in the back of the, back, back of the net from 13, 14 yards which he did with, with absolute ease. So, you know, absolutely no knocking him at all. He But he must be an absolute dream lad. He couldn't have asked for a better start, could he? No, absolutely um, not. And, and, he, and he talks quite well too in terms of his, his post-match um, stuff. Um, but, you know, he's got that. They Bradford made a very, very big point of saying that the recall clause was, was back um, for this one. And if Mark Hughes continues to not get a note out of the Bantams, then we have to be realistic. But that's for a conversation for another time. Another lone player that deserves a mention. There's two actually, one later, but Murphy Mahoney, he puts in some really underrated stops at times. He, he makes sort of short distance or um, close range saves look quite easy and when you look at it in the replays you kind of think well that's that's regulation saves but it really isn't from time to time and despite this ridiculous scoreline he had a good game yeah he did there was one save was it a nil nil or one nil to us i can't remember um you know one super close range um save that he made that was just absolutely outstanding and i think um what i will say for, for him is that his shot stopping does seem to be Top notch, top top notch. He needs to 
the whole point he comes on loan to League Two, right, is to is to toughen up and be better under the high balls and stuff like that. And I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure QPR knows that. I'm sure Steve Milner knows that. But but going into the season, I was a bit sceptical. Very, you know, I, I just think that's natural having someone as your number one who's never played a minute of you know of football league um, games. Sorry, that's wrong because obviously he played two or three times for QPR a couple of years ago. But I mean, like you know, to to be to be a sort of regular a regular keeper at this level. Um, but but you know, he's had a he's had a really impressive start, and, and fingers crossed, he's. You know he can only get better. We we've seen these young keepers come in, and it's very it's very rare they get worse as the season goes on, right? Like the whole point is that they're coming here to learn. He should be learning every day. So fingers crossed, um, he has a really good season with us. Yeah, and now we go into the second half, and this is where the the Terry Pierce kiss of death kicks in because oh, at at four one up. And as the second half starts, you know, I'd, I'd already patronized you during the game in our chat where you said something quite optimistic um, and I mocked you for it. Um, and then you went and praised Tom Brewitt, which, you know, we, we don't do on the mic as much. Um, and I think I saw someone on the Town End Forum describe Tom Brewitt perfectly. Tom Brewitt looks solid and then he looks the complete opposite during the same game on a regular basis. So, and I think that's my main grievance with him, you know, and every era that I've supported Swindon, that isn't acceptable, you know, <laughs> no matter no matter um, whether it's a promotion chasing team or a, or a struggling team, you know, if, if you can't do it over the full game, then I always struggle with those sort of players. But again, he, he sh- and this is why I'm so frustrated with him. He, at times he looks steady, and then other times, and we'll get to that when it goes to a four-three. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I think I actually gave him a sort of a lot of. The second half was so weird. I think what, I actually sort of gave him a lot of credit when we were in that um, when we were in that recovery phase. So obviously Re- Wrexham came out, and it was like the Alamo, wasn't it? It was like Ryan Reynolds has put on his Superman or wherever, whoever the hell he is outfit in in the changing rooms, and one of the producers come in, and the AFL have been on the blower, and Disney Plus exact producers sending mess- angry messages you need to sort this stuff out or, or parky gets it so they've come out they've come out absolutely all guns blazing and you know get a is it a soft penalty i don't know it i think it, it, it to me it looks soft but i've not watched it back you know they get the penalty they get and, and they quickly get it back to four three and then after sort of 10 or 15 minutes of that we got control of the game again didn't we um we we really sort of wrestled back control, got the crowd a little bit quieter. Yeah, started looking super threatening on the counter because they were still piling forward, and it only takes two or three counter blows, you know, even before our fifth, to then get them sort of. Oh, hang on, we can't go all that attack here because otherwise this game's going to be out of fight. And it was that period where we regained control that I think Tom Brewer was probably the best I've seen him play for us. Um, you know, there was there was fifteen or twenty minutes there where. Yeah. He was super physical, um, really, really like tidy on the ball, simple, did the right thing, picked the right pass, won all his individual battles. And, and and you know, when he looks when he plays like that, you can see like, okay, I can see how this 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 kid can be part of something here. Yeah, and, and we then we you know, we then go up and get the get the fifth goal after Dan Kemp hits the bar with an absolute screamer as well. And he just he just can't he can't do it for for forty five minutes, Rich. That's the problem, isn't it? 
Yeah, and all this was sitting on a yellow card as well. So, you know, a a really early, silly yellow card. Really early one, yeah. Um, Yeah, the the penalty, I I think, you know, in in my sort of reaction was like, it's soft, but I can see why the referees made the decision and then when you see it behind the goal it, it, it's not a penalty but i've seen them it's one of those things it's annoying um i don't think it's for hollywood fc that the referee has made that decision it's a you know i know a lot of people said he was waiting to point at the spot you know and give and, and give some drama but it's a tussle it, it's one of those things elliot lee what are you doing down here elliot lee for goodness sake man um <laughs> yeah, they do have two or three names you're just, just like really what is going <laughs> on here i don't i don't have that with mullin because mullin was, no, he's always been a very exactly. average league two striker apart from one season elliot lee come on man but yeah at least you're known in maryland and other <laughs> but you're not known in uh in berkshire maybe but um he, he makes it four two and then the worst of the goals that we concede uh makes it four three um good build-up play by wrexham but town's defense is pulled all over the, the shop that that football is a gravita has a gravitational pull because all of our defenders seem to go towards it leaving two wrexham attackers with so much freedom in the middle of the box and james jones is the player that gets the goal this this one was genuinely abysmal from swindon and if michael flynn's watching that again and again it'll give him nightmares and um, who's and who's your uh, who's your cent- middle center half stop here i don't want to but it is it's the worst goal we concede <laughs> and it, and and that is that we 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 shouldn't be that open um defensively at that moment in the game the 55th minute and uh yeah but as you say then this is the moment in the 55th minute when they make it 4-3. We're all thinking, most women fans are thinking we're going to lose this 6-3, 5-3, whatever. And then, like you quite eloquently put, that, that's when we took control back and they almost score a stupid own goal, Ben Tozer. Not, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> unbelievable. And then we hit the bar and then Kemp just sort of places it lovingly in again. Um, for five free and, and and that's when if I'm completely honest I'm thinking oh we might have this actually because we we so and it's funny because we did this in the last five five that we had against Sheffield United when they made it five five and obviously we're up on aggregate I think the injury time in that game in 2015 was the co- most comfortable we were in the whole game um, yeah. and and people might not agree with that but I thought we were very very comfortable indeed and and it was during this time that I was like oh here we go. This 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 might not happen because every time they scored, we, we seem to come back into it. And and this is where we give Dan Kemp some appreciation and, and, and some excitement here. I, I don't know what he did at MK Dons. Um, I, I can only assume that he referred to them as franchise or something because I cannot understand what what's happening there. I don't care, to be honest, as long as they don't want him back. Well, the general consensus seems to be they don't play a shape that he fits into. It's like okay, fine. Maybe do maybe change your shape. <laughs> like, like you you just bought you bought him and he's thick. Like, just change your shape. Change your yeah. shape. I, it, it's so weird. You know, we 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 have three or four outstanding attacking threats, and you pick a side to get the best out of those attacking threats. Yeah. I firm, you know, I, I'm I'm convinced we're playing the shape we are because Romeo Hutton's the best right wing back in the division. 
like why wouldn't you do that that makes complete sense mm-hmm. um so how do you play a right wing back and the number 10 because we've got an opportunity to bring Dan Kemp in well you pick this shape I mean, it's very very peculiar my only my only fear is that surely I don't even know who's in charge at um MK Dons anymore is it is it Graham Alexander who's gone there yeah um but but you know he's a, he's a bit of a sort of 4-4-2 booth merchant if I remember correctly um Surely, you just at some point he's going to come under pressure to to probably bring bring Dankham back and find a way, even if you're chucking him right wing, um, because he, he his ability, just his ability on the ball is he's just outstanding. And do you know what I like about Dankham that I I hadn't really thought about until recently? Tell me, everyone was raving about him at Hartlepool last year, mm-hmm. and what I love about him is that he went to Hartlepool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm you know, MK Don's paid money for him in League One. I'm sh- I'm sure that he could have quite easily just chilled there, got a move this summer, whatever. And he was like, Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna drive 500 miles north. Yeah, fair point. And 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 play on the north on the coast of the North Sea, where it doesn't get above 12 degrees. And I'm just gonna tear it up for a team that ultimately got relegated. Mm. And I think that says a lot about his character. I, I really do. And I, you know, maybe, maybe that's. Maybe that's simplifying it. Maybe that's overplaying it. But his general, his his all round willingness to affect the game yesterday was was a lot of fun to watch. It, maybe it's a lazy comparison for now. We'll see whether it becomes sort of truer over time. But he is the most Jack Payne like player I've seen since Jack Payne. He might even be more Jack Payne than Jack Payne is. I don't mind that at all. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited by what he can contribute and I just hope that we see that more and more at home too uh, and it's a bit cliche saying that from a Swindon aspect but the away fans the 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 over a thousand at Wrexham which is sensational and I maintain it's not always because of the the opposition we haven't been there for a long time you know Swindon travel well um, they're treated on a regular basis by some of these performances, but it wasn't to be, you know, I'm sure we would have all wanted to be on this episode had the result stood, but um, considering the new rules in or, or laws in the game rules, whatever about time added on, I think in our three league games, ours has been quite reasonable um, across the three. There were five put up for this one, uh, but it was to go longer. The first one came two minutes into Injury time, a bentos along throw is cleared, but Jacob Mendy's uh, effort is destined to make its way easily to Mahoney's hands, only for James Jones to redirect the ball with his head. Um, Tom Burrett's desperate lunge can't do anything about it. And then the the, the final goal, which is probably the biggest talking point, really, um, 96th minute, a soft, soft free kick. And I, I've, I've watched this over and over again i can't see it it's I, never a free I, kick rich I, I can't i can't see how i can't see the the, the, the dilemma that alone the the you know i can see why a penalty was given shirt tussling it's not a penalty i don't think but i can see it i can i can make my peace with it with this one i just i can't see it full stop no 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 yeah it's just not there is it it's not there it's not there but luke young's uh free kick strikes the foot of the post there's a hint of offside and a brief moment where nobody knows where the ball is it all happens very quickly but town are flat-footed in defense not helped by the 
human draft excluder Ben Ward getting just, in the way. He's slaying there so casually, no effort <sighs> to get back up. I don't know what the rules in draft excluder uh, behavior is. Are you meant to just dart back up, or do you just lie there hoping that no one steps on you? Either way, Elliot Lee, what are you doing here? Uh, Fax it past uh, Mahoney to leave town full of regret. It's a it's an ugly one from start to finish because it shouldn't be a free kick. It's it's just a mess defensively, and it probably is offside too. I don't know that that bit doesn't bother me so much, but big size all round and final score five five. Yeah, this maybe it's confession time, Rich. I um stopped watching after the fourth goal. Wow, you were too busy. No, <laughs> I just couldn't. I'm 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 thinking you're similar to me, aren't you? In terms of you get you get weird about this sort of stuff. I, yeah, up until up until the pandemic, I wouldn't watch Swindon on TV or, or remotely because I just feel too nervous. Yeah, uh, turning the radio off when you go one and up and checking the score to see if you held on. Precisely, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it really was a case of that for me when that fourth went in. I was just like, nope. And also, the other super annoying thing is the chateau is about two and a half minutes behind uh, Greenwich <sighs> Mean Time. Yeah, um, and. I'm a I'm a prolific WhatsApper when it comes to this football club, so mm-hmm. I find it very very hard to um, even though I promised myself I'll you know put my phone under the pillow and not look for it for 45 minutes, I just can't do it. Yeah. So 92, I I turned off um, and just thought I you know what I'm just gonna go and walk around the garden for five minutes and come back and see what happens and then catch up afterwards and it's just super frustrating. There's so many things wrong with this goal. It's not a free kick. Yeah. First and foremost. But please, for the love of God, stop lying on the ground trying to block a football. It's so stupid. <laughs> with the only side who still does it, it's not 2020. <laughs> Get up, defend. Like it, it does just it's just beyond stupid. Just stop doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, but they got the Hollywood ending. Um we guaranteed some serious airtime on on uh, Disney Plus. Get in. So you know, um, if I'm Wrexham watching that game, they've got out of jail massively. They were really poor for a long period. Yeah, and you know, we were saying beforehand that there's a couple of names there. Elliot Lee being the standout, where you go, oh god, like what's he doing, Dan? But I think a lot of clubs have one or two players like that at this level. On paper, they are a rank average League Two side. Yeah, their, their squad is is full of lower leaguers. Let's, let's see whether that's true on September one, September two. I'm sure it won't be. Yeah, but right now, you know, they've got a mid-table League Two side with a mid-table League Two manager. So let's let's not get too excited. They've had a really, you know, not particularly impressive start. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be like HMF piss the league by twenty points. Just yeah. pipe down. Remember, remember your history. Um. <laughs> And respect and your just, elders. Just just respect your elders, exactly. <laughs> Get old yourselves and and just you know show a little bit of respect. Yeah, screw blockbusters. Okay, well let's get some listeners' contributions and then we'll we'll begin to wrap up. Hello everybody. Summer is here, and when there's no Swindon town, I do enjoy using my favorite streaming services to watch, you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it. Okay, so don't judge. Alas. Being away overseas on holiday in the Chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. 
NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows, and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sorry, did I interrupt you then? Or you... No, 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 I was just joining in the fans. Swindon, we love you, we do. <laughs> okay, some listeners' contributions now, starting with Pyman80, who says two games bottled in a week, 2-0 and 4-1, and we effed it up. Basball football is great, but I actually want to go up. Four points dropped. Kevin STFC Foley says, Swindon man of the match, Kemp. Wrexham's the referee for that free kick. Sam Mendoza also gives man of the match to Kemp, but Jimmy Legg says anyone describing that as a good point away from home needs firing into the sun. Frankly, unacceptable result from 4-1 and 5-3 up. Bruit is not good enough. End of Alex Runs UK says should have killed the game off at 5-3. Really entertaining game and the sort of possession football we should have been playing in the last two years rather than the slow, methodical, sideways stuff. We ran out of legs purely down to lack of strength on the bench. Martin Wheeler says gutted to not have won. Need a big centre-back ASAP. Four points from two tough away games would have taken that. Man of the match, Mahoney, has been great in all his games so far. Wardy S says, great first half. Second half was a basketball match. You just knew they were going to sneak that equaliser with the free kick. Man of the match, Kemp. SCFC underscore 1969 says, we can attack and score goals, but we can't defend against big sides. Sure, we have heard that before. Khan went completely missing second half. Kemp and Young worked their socks off. Mahoney with some big saves, and my man of the match. Bernie Man says, what a bonkers game. More evidence after crew to show that we need a 2023 Gordon Greer in there. Clem or Kylie need to release the funds to give Flynn what he needs. But again, would rather watch that than a team of spreadsheet players. A good one to get out the way early. Kemp, man of the match. Paul Temple says, it's still there. Our defensive woes and seeing out games continue. Not blaming individuals, but we desperately need some height and physicality or we go nowhere. Same old outplaying teams, but nowhere near it physically. Man of the match, Dan Kemp deserved a hat-trick. STFC Boo says, 
Keeper, man of the match. Bruit, not good enough. 100% effort from all. Needed to win the 50-50 balls more in midfield in the second half. That's why we conceded. Needed to give them corners rather than throw-ins. Paul D says, clearly this season is going to be a lot more entertaining than the last few, but F me, the craze had a more convincing defence than that. Hutton, good going forward, but just strolls about once he loses the ball. And as a unit, marking is non-existent. Chuffed, Austin scored. Jack Tanner says, you couldn't script it, but David Bolfin is gutted not to win, but the discrepancy in shots taken and the fact we scored five out of six shots on target, I think a point is good overall. How can a team with 49% of the ball take 3.5 times more shots? STFCF says, Hutton isn't and never will be a defender, in my honest opinion. Get him converted to a full-time midfielder slash winger now. Jason Spacey says, first 90 minutes was as exhilarating as the first time I saw Evil Dead 2. Injury time was like the only time I watched Mrs. Brown's boys. Pete Marsh says, man of the match, Kemp, great potential, need more signings and less injuries. Max Springer, man of the match, Kemp, similar signs to last season, just with more goals from us. Making all our signings so late is costing the club. Still needs something to shore up the back line so we can see games out. PJ says, don't really know what to say. Football, eh? But Dima Mackin says, balmy but brilliant. If we can pick up points and add a few players that we know we need, we will be okay. DV says, it was just so Swindon. 4-1 up at halftime. And it didn't feel like we'd see the game out. 5-3 up in injury time and it still didn't feel like we'd see the game out. We didn't see the game out. I reckon an eight-goal lead should just about do it. Robert Hammond says, rather this style than last year's, just after last 95 minutes, happy with four points from two away games. And finally, Nick Smith says, worried that our two best players our low knees. Kent man of the match just ahead of Young. So many similarities to the wedding season. So general post-match vibe in those um, in those listeners' contributions and beyond. Mahoney, Young and Kemp all look really good, but frustrating that they're all low knees. Uh, Bruitt and Khan are Marmite. I think you know Flynn mentioned Khan was the best player on the park. Spell of positivity followed by costly errors or vice versa. Defensive frailties. Town need to focus on Hutton as an attacking player only. Charles Breakspear isn't liked. Uh, squad depth is an issue and building a late squad hasn't helped. We're moving in the right direction, though. That game was pure entertainment and everyone had a great time apart for those last couple of minutes. I did, though, see more than a couple comments um, saying something on the lines and probably all built on emotion and adrenaline saying, we could have only dreamed of scoring five goals last season, um, <laughs> you know, considering that we scored um, five goals and secured three points against Mansfield under Lindsay, Grimsby under Mildenhall and Gunning, and of course, AFC Wimbledon against Jody Morris. So all of our head coaches last year secured five goals. Literally our last Saturday away game finished, in a, <laughs> finished with five goals. So um, congrats on your selective memory, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, did, it did make me laugh. It, it's Maybe historically I would have snootily gone in and gone, um, actually, you're missing, but I just chose to do it in the podcast instead this time. Man yeah, of the exactly. match-wise, um, 
Mahoney and Young got shout outs, uh, but the listeners gave it to Dan Kemp. Terry, what are we? Who are we giving it to? I was, uh, you know, uh, there was a twenty-minute spell there where Tom Brewitt looked like the didn't look like the forthcoming of Sid Nelson, and I thought maybe, maybe he's maybe. Maybe I've got him wrong um, and he can get out of the match. But not this week. It's Dan Kemp by Country Mile, I think, for me. Mm. Jake Young gets it, you know, stats-wise, was super impressive, four goal involvements. But in terms of general all-round play, Kemp, especially first half, but, you know, he had those two cracking efforts in the second as well. He was outstanding. He really was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, I keep on talking about Jamie Sandals way and I keep on talking about Tom Broadbent. Sid Nelson believe. was the original. I can't believe, I think where Sandals White was, but I think I could easily sort of remove Sandals White from this argument and just put Sid in. Sid yeah, 100%. I mean, I've literally seen suggestions today that we bring him back. Farnborough now. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously Broadbent scored from the halfway line uh, for South Shields in the sixth division. Um and Mate, I bring also, them all back. We, we play them back free. Gang back. Just shoot Broadbent from the halfway line and we'll get along just swimmingly. So there we go. Um lots of positivity from this, lots of you know, steady on, but we're three games into the season, we're unbeaten, and well, frankly, I lean towards we should have maximum points at this point. So you know, Crawley next. It's going to be a fun one because they've started okay. Oh, I'm looking forward to this season. Yeah, so am I now, and and, and I wasn't for a long time, and and that's really sort of credit to Mike Flynn and the players. So so, you know, respect and fair play to them on that count. It, it's just now for me, the big 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 question mark is: Are you going to give Flynn the tools that he needs to turn this team into fun mid-table fodder? Uh, sorry, from mid, uh, fun mid-table fodder into genuine top seven candidate because we're, we're we're two or three short, and if we bring him in, then we've got a real chance. Because you know Flynn, with everything he's got, is doing a really good job so far. Um, so let's let's give him let's give him the two or three he needs. That's please for goodness sake. Well, I'm optimistic on the pitch. I'm off to record a statement-based pod with Dan Terry. Thank you very much. Cheers, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up, what was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 